Well, it might seem a little early as it's only January, but as of tomorrow, BC Parks Reservation Service will be moving to that four-month rolling booking window. That's for front country and back country reservations. So kind of a big deal for anybody who wants to book those spots when it comes to enjoying the great outdoors. Joining us to talk more about what this means is Sam Waddington, owner of Mount Waddington Outdoors. Sam, Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year, Jill. Uh, can you tell us a little bit your take on this as far as the, the reservations that are going to be opening up and what this means, kind of this four-month rolling period compared to what we saw before? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it feels far from uh, camping season at the moment. I think for most of us, as snow sort of fills the province of British Columbia. But uh, but it is um, a move that, that I'm certainly welcoming, and I think a lot of outdoor recreationalists are as well. And and that's the, you know, the challenge was you'd, you'd try to book your campsite in advance and, and, you know, maybe you would book it exactly at the far end of that two-month booking window. But, you know, eight weeks, ten weeks is pretty tight to pull your family together to get your, your plans in, in place to be able to leave and, and head across the province potentially to a campsite. So the, four, the four-month window is, is awesome and that's why it's been pulled back to January instead of its opening previously like last year in March so that the opening dates are the same. We're still only able to book a month to two months into that first part of the camping season on opening day, um, just because most campsites don't open uh, for the season until March or April. Um, but, it, but it'll give us a little bit more heads up uh, time to, to, to make that happen. Uh, so, and it does sound like this is listening to people or, or addressing some of the concerns perhaps that were brought up by what you just mentioned as well, by that, those shorter windows. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, users are going to provide that kind of feedback, you know, those things where they feel, um, you know, these are these are the, you know, the, the hitches to their travel plans, right? Oh, the, the, these are challenging pieces. Super far in advance is better. Um, we most most of us plan our trips that way. But I guess one of the one of the challenges I have with this announcement is it's not the announcement I was looking for from the minister, you know, and I think that a lot of recreationalists would would say the same. You know, we've seen a 200% increase in, in um, backcountry and um, front country usage in BC parks in the last 10 years, 200%. And yet we have not seen a 200% increase in staffing and in resourcing and in trail maintenance and park standard increases. So, you know, we continue to make these um, changes that make it the user experience better, but it's increasing the number of people in the backcountry. And we have the same number of park staff just about maintaining that same asset. And so, you know, these are some of the challenges. I think we all welcome changes to the thing we love the most, and BC Parks is one of those things for many British Columbians. But, you know, we would like to see some, some real concrete dollars and, and, and investments and, you know, effort from the minister and, and the ministry going into the things that I think matter the most. And where would you like to see that focus then with the staff numbers not going up, with that not going up anywhere near matching the increase, like you said, in people who are out and enjoying the outdoors? What areas do you think need the investment? Where would you like to see it go? Well, the majority of the new um, increase, well, the increases are happening nearest to people's doors, right? These are the parks we play in closest to urban centers. So that would be the lower mainland, the Sea to Sky Corridor and the Okanagan. Um, not to say those are the most important parks in the system, but they're certainly the heaviest used. And, um, and you know, we have park staff who haven't been in the field, you know, in weeks by midsummer's point, um, which is when they should be in the field the most, because they're, they're just managing the office and administrative functions of, of their role because they're stretched so thin. So, you know, the average user goes to a BC park, they have a great time, and then they head home. But those of us who, 
you know, commercially operate there and, and are in parks, you know, on a, on a daily or weekly basis, um, you know, that lack of staff support, that lack of presence is, is very real. So, you know, those trail maintenance dollars, um, you know, th- those staffing pieces where staff have the opportunity to, to provide the kind of parks role that we used to have park rangers do, you know, they would provide an orientation to folks who are new to BC parks. Um, you know, they would, they would talk about the flora and fauna and they would certainly work to do the secondary function, which is what BC parks is here for. Number one for recreation, but number two is for conservation and making sure that we're not trampling on, you know, sensitive habitat, um, through, through the impacts of just higher use case. So, you know, I do think we need to have that um, that conversation, and I hope that's the announcement that's coming next from the minister. Are there also concerns or issues where we've seen things break, whether it's because of overuse or because of nature, things like bridges that have been swept out or, or parts of that park infrastructure where it's just not getting fixed because of that lack of investment? Yeah, for sure. And so um, nobody had predicted, I don't think, the, the you know, the huge atmospheric um, rivers and some of the massive challenges that we saw, especially on the south coast that hit tons of our parks very, very hard. Um, Chilliwack Lake Provincial Park, but Cultus Lake Provincial Park saw just inordinate amounts of damage during during those events. And, and full, you know, uh, kudos to BC Parks for the rate at which they went in and, and fixed some of these challenges. But it speaks to the challenge of you know, those capital investment dollars and those maintenance dollars and just keeping up with the changes that we're seeing um, in, in impact. So those those environmental effects are not going to get any less severe. So we're going to have to get ahead of this problem. But, you know, small things can also increase. You know, people often think, well, we can't build new bridges everywhere to, you know, <laughs> handle that one in a thousand year flood. And, and they're correct. But what we can do is we can get a BC Parks worker or a contract staff person out there clearing you know a ditch on the edge of a trail so that when water does flow it flows off the side of the trail rather than down the middle of it destroying it for the early part of the season you know there's small things that just take boots on the ground and you know as sophisticated and um you know as technologically advanced as it seems like so many of these aspects of of um, governance are in the provincial system the backcountry is still the backcountry unless you're out there with a shovel um, you know, on a on a hand walk trail, then then there's uh, there's not much else you can do about that. There's no machinery that's going to supplement just boots on the ground. Right. And what is your response then, when even looking at the release from the the BC government from the ministry on the rolling system and the fact that they've changed the the reservation system? That release also includes information saying that more campgrounds are being added to the reservation service for the upcoming season. Uh, things near a, a park near Chetwind, near the Kingsgate border crossing, Allison Lake Park near Princeton, and also saying that uh, it also says that people need to be prepared to be self sufficient for these backcountry experiences, whether it's paddling, uh, portage, taking gear across. How much of it is we're going to see even more park space now included, more people, but people are going to be on their own? Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's it's a challenge. We, you know, I think think we as British Columbians would like to fancy ourselves as, you know, advanced backcountry users and, and, you know, we have a culture of, of backcountry use, but that's not the new user. You know, the new user to BC Parks is um, new Canadians, you know, folks who are out there for the first time. And, and you're seeing that in some of what BC Parks is prioritizing with um, front country campsites, um, cabins, you know, um, uh, accessibility campsites, these types of things. So, so when we see these increases and we don't see the increases from a staff perspective, 
Um, you know, what, what, we're, what we're looking at is people needing to be self-sufficient, but in a way that's kind of a bit of a cop-out, I think, by the province's standards. And, and, and what I mean by that is there are parks elsewhere in the world. There are park systems elsewhere in the world where there would be a ranger checking backpacks, asking folks if they have avalanche equipment with them, asking folks if they have the proper backcountry camping equipment with them as they head into what are immediately severe um, backcountry locations, you know, that have rockfall hazards or climbing areas that have, you know, technical aspects to them. Um, we just saw changes to Bugaboo Provincial Park, for instance, with, with some large rockfall. And anyone who's been in that area has seen users who are not prepared. And that's because there isn't a park ranger standing at the trailhead, just making sure that folks are prepared, right? And that's a very small thing to do, and it would have massive impact to the safety um, and security of our parks, to the user experience. And I'm certainly, um, you know, aware of also the fact that if something does go wrong in those parks, it's volunteers with our volunteer search and rescue that are heading out there away from their families, putting themselves at risk to, you know, to provide a rescue. So I think when we look at this whole system, it, it needs it needs investment in each category, and while I welcome all those positive changes, we just need to make sure we're we're keeping up on all aspects, not just on the ones I think that are forward facing, like the website. All right, well, we'll leave it there, Sam. Thank you so much. As always, great to have you on the show talking about this today. Thank you so much for your time. Absolutely, happy reservation booking, everyone.